You're listening to a message to go from Acts Church. We hope this message will light up your day. We are going through our Merdeka, we call it Independence Day celebration, and also Malaysia Day celebration. Okay, um, yeah, I'll explain a little bit what that means for those who still don't really know what that is. All right. Um, in fact, honestly speaking, I don't remember celebrating Malaysia Day. A long time ago, I was like, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Maybe I wasn't paying attention in school, but because <laughs> they're teaching, you know, history in school. I only, I only know that in Peninsular Malaysia, they've always celebrated Independence Day only. Uh, then suddenly after that one time where they lost the election <laughs> or, or almost lost the election and they go like, oh, let's celebrate Malaysia Day now. <laughs> like, because, you know, uh, that side of Malaysia, the, the votes... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of counts. So, so yeah, hey, you know, kind of then. Then, uh, oh, there's such a thing, Malaysia Day. A few years back, right? Something like that, right? It was not, not really, yeah. So now it's a bigger thing. And I'm glad. And I'm glad we celebrate that. It's, it's an amazing day. So Pastor Kenneth, last Sunday, uh, he, you know, through the video, how many of you were here? How many of you here? You heard that message. Okay, all right. So those of you, you didn't manage to, I think it's, it should be online somewhere on Facebook or YouTube, it should be, all right, uh, recorded. So you can go and catch it because it's, it's a really um, powerful uh, word, all right? And I think all of us sh- should hear it. Let me just give a little bit more background. So Pastor Kenneth's message, basically, he was talking about, uh, based on Merdeka and Malaysia Day celebrations. Uh, I know some of you, you're not from Malaysia, uh, but hey, you're part of Malaysia now, all right? Okay. All right, uh, we welcome you. We, we accept, you know, uh, you know uh, we, we accept you as Malaysians <laughs> for the time here, like, while you're here, okay? Don't worry. Don't, you don't have to forget your own country. So you, you still have your dual citizen today. <laughs> right. Malaysia doesn't really do that, but you know, yeah, here next church, can. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Uh, and, uh, we're, we're, uh, and most importantly, we're in the kingdom of God. We're in the, you know, we're actually in a country where there's no borders. Ah, right. So, uh, God's kingdom. Now, uh, back to this. Pastor Kenneth was talking about that because uh, the significance of the, the, the meaning of the celebrations, right? So, Independence Day, many of your own countries or so, you went through that, all right? Uh, there was, uh, what do you call it? Co- colonization. There were, there were, there were people uh, at first uh, governing the country, that were not the local people. They were, you know, either the British people or, you know, one of the European countries or something like that, right? So Malaysia was under that for many, many years. And uh, in 1957, we finally got what we call the Independence Day, uh, meaning the governing of the country was handed over from the British uh, uh, to uh, the local people, some local people. Uh, it's a very proud moment, right? They were just shouting this whole Merdeka, independence. Uh, and uh, so they, they were able to now run the country, all right, uh, as locals uh, without that, the influence in that sense uh, of the, the British. And so that's Independence Day, 31st of August. We celebrate that every year. Uh, it's actually more of the, uh, the, the peninsula of Malaysia uh, going through that, uh, all right? Uh, so, yeah, so that's Independence Day. And then in 1963, right? Uh, I think it's the 16th of September, 1963, 
Mal Malaya, together with Sabah and Sarawak, uh, these two different states, uh, they could have been their own country, but you know, we came together somehow. And then I think there was Singapore as well. Singapore, We've, we came together and we formed what we call now Malaysia. So there was no Malaysia before this. It was Malaya, Malaya Malaya, all right? Uh, and uh, so 1963, another very historic year, uh, we formed Malaysia. And it's now Malaysia is known as uh, the Peninsula of Malaysia, Sabah, Sarawak, and Singapore. And of course, uh, sadly, Singapore, I don't know which year was it, Singapore left. 65, oh, two years later. Okay, all right. <laughs> short, short relationship. All right. <laughs> so, so Singapore... For some reason, I, I, I'm bad with this history thing, but you know, Singapore uh, left uh, the, 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 the formation of Malaysia and they formed their own country called Singapore. Uh, and they're doing well, praise the Lord. They're, you know, God bless them. Uh, but now, now Malaysia is, <laughs> is Peninsula Malaysia, Sabah and Sarawak. All right. So still good. Still good. Huh? All right. So that's, that's the formation of Malaysia. That's why we celebrate Malaysia Day. You know now? Did you know this before? Who, who just like, what oh, is the first time I'm hearing this? Anyone here? Wow, are you serious? <laughs> you guys okay, anyway, don't worry. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so that's Malaysia Day and Merdeka. So Merdeka is a separation, separation of uh, the peninsula, of the peninsula Malaysian, uh, Malaya, you know, people from the British governing, right? A separation so that they can go on their own. But um, Malaysia Day is a celebration of Peninsula, Sabah, Sarawak, Singapore coming together to agree that we're going to form this nation, Malaysia. So there's this separation and then there's this agreement. So basically, that's the message Pastor Kenneth was talking about, but you've got to hear more of it to, to know exactly the details he was talking about. So that's the background of this message. All right. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we need both of it. Without the Independence Day, there will not be Malaya, right? So, and then without Malaya and Sabah and Sarawak coming together, there's no Malaysia. So that both, those, the, the, both of those had to happen. And therefore, we have what we have now today. Okay? Now, uh, I want to talk about uh, this whole thing about separation. Separation is something that's needed. Sometimes it's, it sounds like a negative word and, and many times it's a negative you know, feeling to it. You have to separate from something. All right? Uh, but um, let me talk about, let's start with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, many of us, many of us had to go through some form of separation and in fact, we went through many, many forms of separation. From the beginning, you know, when you were in your mother's womb, you had to be separated from <laughs> your mother's womb. To be, to, be, to be able to be out and stay alive. Because if you continue to be in your mother's womb, you wouldn't be here now. So you had to separate. Mom had to separate right, uh, from that child to be able to get this child out into the world. Right? So that separation is a good thing because without it, then there's no growth. There is no forward. Yeah? And then from there, you were a baby. You were a baby and you drank your mom's milk, right? And if you continue drinking your mom's milk until how old, you wouldn't grow. You wouldn't develop properly. You had to separate from that, right? And then, you know, eat 
other food and you had to start walking and you had to start talking and you became a bigger child, right? So that's another separation there. And then of course, when then, you know, we start going to school and then you're going, you're going further now. You don't just stay at home, you actually go further from your house. You go to school, so there's separation there again from your house. And then that was only the training because then you went to college. And some of us, I remember the time when I left my house and went to uh, MMU. MMU, any MMU students here? Uh, hey, MMU students are still on break. I don't see them. This, this is ex-MMU. Huh? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so anyway, I went to MMU Cyber Jaya. That was the first time. They, they just started that uh, university, you know. And uh, I, and, and it's not, that didn't look like anything like what it is today, all right? Uh, and uh, when I came, I, I realized, hey, I'm going away from my family for a long time. All right? <laughs> Freedom. That's what you think. But then, honestly speaking, I'm like, I'm away. I'm away, all right? Uh, and then after that, after a while, I sat down and thought, how long am I going to be away? And then you realize, actually, it's a long time. And I never, I never went back to stay uh, in my parents' place uh, anymore. And some of you, you're, you're now thinking, uh, you want to cry, right? But <laughs> yes, some of you are also going through the same thing. You left your house and it's going to be a long time. <laughs> long time. You think, after I'm done, I'm going back. It's going to be the same old. No, no. Things have changed, right? But it's for good. It's for good because you're, you're, you're doing what we call adulting, right? Yeah, you're actually becoming an adult. In fact, some people will say you are already an adult at a certain age, right? You, you get this uh, license to uh, drive and things like that. So anyway, uh, that, that is you know, another form of separation, right? You go further away. Now you're staying somewhere else on your own. You've got to handle everything yourself, right? Thank God you learned how to wash the dishes, do laundry. So... There you, you, there, you have separation again. You study, all right? You're studying in uni, college. Then, uh, you, of course, then you go on to get a job. And then, uh, you know, during that time, college and university, you still had uh, term breaks, right? You still go back, go for a long holiday back home. But now, your job doesn't allow you to do that. <laughs> the job is like almost the whole year. And there are some, you know, you have to take leave. Some of your leaves, like 21 days, what, 14 days. So it's really short. And then, of course, then the ultimate comes. You meet someone. You meet someone, all right? And then, you know, you, you love this person. You want to get married. You want to get married and uh, it's totally different now, all right? And you're going to start, you're going to form your own family, you're forming your own family. What a big difference. You were in a family and now you're forming your own family and, you, uh, and, and now you're going to bring this person back to your hometown and your parents are going to meet this person, right? Something like that. Or you go to that person's uh, place to meet the parents. So anyway, more and more. And then of course, then it goes on and then, and then you have kids. And when you have kids, it's just really like your own tribe now, right? Your own <laughs> Yes, and it goes on and on and on. So there's a lot of, of forms of separation, isn't it? That, that we all had to go through. And uh, now, I mean, honestly speaking, because I, I just went back to my uh, home in Kuantan, 
Kuantan is uh, the east coast of the peninsula. All right, uh, nice, lovely uh, uh, seaside there. Very nice, clean sand. It's like white normally. Over here, the Port Dixon one is kind of orange, you know. But it's okay, still good, still good. All right, but there you will see this white sand. All right. So anyway, just promoting. All right, you want to go for holiday in Kuantan or that side, you know, Trenggano. But I just came back from there, and as I, I as I was there with my mom, thank God, you know, my mom and dad still around. Although you know, I look at them and go like. It's not going to be uh, many, many, too many more years, all right? You know, so appreciate every moment we have uh, with them. Uh, but when I was there with my parents, very short time, very, very short time, uh, I noticed the way, uh, you know, I, I talked to her, to my mom and my dad. Uh, there's a lot of difference. From the time when I was still there at, at home, I tell you very honestly and truthfully, I didn't always talk to my parents nicely. <laughs> you know, when it's nice, it's nice. But I, I remember many times I quarreled my parents. I raised my voice, you know, many, many times because maybe I felt like the louder I am, the more I'm heard. So I, I just, you know, always end up raising my voice, speaking loudly with my, my parents. Uh, and... Uh, I kept doing that. Not like I kept shouting you know, every moment, like, you know, but every time I, f I remember ending up doing that. Like there's always a shouting, there's a raising of voice. And uh, you know, until university time. It's really old, man. Yeah, so well done, all of you who speak nicely to your parents, keep doing that, right? But I remember I keep doing that. Uh, and even when I started working, there was still a bit of that. But this time, when I'm back, I realized I don't shout you know, at all with my parents. And I realized, hey, you know, this is good. And uh, I guess I've changed. Uh, the separation that I have had with my parents for this long, you know, was training for me. I've been training, I, you know, God has been teaching me and has been helping me to grow into a, a, a person, into a better person. So when I go home now, there is no more, and I don't feel like I need to shout, I want to shout at them anymore. It's really foolish. I go like, how can I, how, what, why, what was I doing back then? You know, and I speak to my parents uh, and I, found, I find that it's a lot more patience in myself. And the other thing is, I find that they are also very different. Uh, that morning, the, the night I arrived, the next morning, you know, me and my kids are super excited every time they go, they just wake up really early. They're downstairs, you know, and uh, so I was there as well. And, uh, I saw my mom, you know, take out the phone and uh, instead of playing games and watching, <laughs> you know, dramas, she turns on uh, the Bible app and turns it on uh, uh, for herself and for the, and, and the kids were there. And it's, 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 her, it's her devotion. She was actually doing devotion. I don't remember seeing her doing that <laughs> much, okay? And, and when I saw that, I go like, wow, thank God. My mom uh, is into God. And she's, you know, doing devotion. Uh, and she's doing it for my kids. She's, you know, to see. And they were like interested and we were all watching that together. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so what I'm realizing is changes. Changes. So there's separation and then now we see changes. And uh, there's many more changes, uh, you know, that, that, that has happened and will happen. And I'm sure it's the same for all of you as well. All right? Uh, 
So yes, go back. When you go back and see your parents again, that one more time, take a do a reflection and go like, you know, how am I different now? How are my parents different now? All right? Uh, and I believe by God's grace, He is doing something in your life and in their lives as well. Amen? So, uh, many, many separations we have gone through and it's for good, right? So the first thing I want to say is this. Uh, let's, let's read the Bible. Let's read the Bible. Book of Genesis 2, 5, all right? Look at this. When no bush of the field was yet in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land and there was no man to work the ground. Pause here for a moment. Let's look at this. God is, is a, he's really smart, okay? Let's look at this. This is verse 2, verse 5. Sorry, chapter 2, verse 5. No man, look at the last line down there. There was no man to work the ground. There was no man to work the ground. Meaning, God actually has created something that needs work. Alright? Uh, he's a perfect God, right? He can actually do things that don't need work. He can do it, everything just runs on its own, you know, but he has created this in a way that needs work. He purposely <laughs> did this. So those of you, you have work to do, praise the Lord. You're actually doing what he wants you to do. He actually created this for you. Otherwise, we'll be bored. <laughs> right. Have you, met, have, you hang, have you been hanging out with kids? They're always bored. Yeah, so yes, then give them some work. <laughs> not watch the, not don't watch the screen. Do some work. All right, this is a revelation to me now. So anyway, so yeah, let them do some work. So God has made this situation that there is work to be done. Okay, the next verse I want to go to uh, Genesis three. Now we we'll go to the next chapter three twenty two to twenty three. Then the Lord God said. Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. Do you, do you see this? This is quite, this is a trick. God created this. This thing needs work. Then he actually knew this guy He's not gonna, he's not gonna make it. <laughs> right? He's like, yay, you know, in the garden. And then it's like, okay, I know what's gonna happen next. God actually knows. That's why he prepared already beforehand Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay? So when Adam and Eve and God said, you don't simply eat of this tree, okay? And obviously God knew he's not gonna, <laughs> he's not gonna survive. <laughs> Alright? Uh, because he knows what's the plan already. And so when he goes and he, and uh, you know, of course, Eve takes it first and passes on to Adam and they ate it and they go like, oh, we failed the test. Failed the test. All right. Obviously, because they are, you know, it needs work. It needs work. And so God already saw this happening. Now I'm going to send you to work. There was no one to work the ground and I know what you're going to do, Adam and Eve, and I know you're going to do some work. And that's why when this happened, why? Okay, let's take a look at this for a moment again. He, you know what they, the God talked about? Three in one, huh? Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit. Behold, the man has become like one of us. 
knowing good and evil because the tree that they ate from was the first one was tree of good and evil, right? Knowledge of good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, God has a plan for us to live forever. He does. But he says, hold it. Don't give them this first. All right? It's okay they took that one first. But as if he doesn't know, he knows. He said, okay, they're going to go through this. And so they took it and go like, realization. And now say, oh, okay, hold this. This one cannot. Don't let them live forever yet because they need work. Okay? You know, Adam, the word Adam actually means soil because he came from the soil. So the, the ground is also soil, right? The ground needs work. But actually, Adam also needed work. Something needed to be worked on in Adam. All right, because uh, God knows uh, he, needs, uh, he needs molding. He needs to be prepared so that he can live forever one day. But not now, because you, you're going to fail the test. If I let you live forever now, you're going to create disaster. So he wants, he stops it. No, don't live forever yet. All right? I will allow that one day through my son, Jesus Christ. Okay? But, um, uh, so God, you know, allowed it to happen. He took the, the first fruit and he holds it back and it goes like, okay, you, obviously you know now, you can't do this. You, you, have, you failed the test. So now go and work. I send you out now. Separation, separation from the Garden of Eden to go and work the soil. Alright? So, uh, the first point there, more, uh, separate. Separation is for work. To finish the work. P uh, Pastor Kenneth mentioned that, right? He mentioned something about, you know, in uh, Nehemiah, where while they were building the wall, they had to separate from each other. They had to go apart from each other and uh, it was risky because then if the enemy attacks, they are all separated. And that's why they say, put a sword by your side to be able to fight. If, you know, the enemy comes to attack, you're still building, but you're ready to fight. So they had to separate to finish that wall. So the same thing here, separation is for us to uh, finish the work. But what, what I'm talking about here this morning is, uh, firstly, of course, to do work, that you do work, you know, work the ground, work your whatever, your documents work. But actually, while you're doing those things, you are being worked on. God wants more importantly, more important than the ground and the soil there that plants, you know, vegetables and fruit. More importantly, He wants to work this soil. This soil. Alright? That's why we say good ground. Right? Help us to be good ground, to be able to hear your word, Lord, and be able to... Uh, uh, be fruitful. So, uh, soil needs work. And so, uh, when we are separated, you know, when there's separation, uh, we are being worked on. Just now when I told you about, you know, when we were, uh, we were the first thing was that we were separated from our mom's womb because uh, uh, we needed to be worked on to grow. If you keep staying there, there's no work happening. Right? It, it's a pause. But once, once you're out, then you're breathing the air, you know, your cells begin to come alive and, and now grow. And then the separation, the different, different separations I talked about, school and uni, right? And then now you're, you're staying somewhere else, you're adulting. 
That's work. And you know what? God is working on you. It's a privilege, right? That you're, you stepped out. You're, you've been separated right now from your family. But then, uh, uh, what's happening actually? Yes, you're studying. Yes, you're in uni. Yes, you're doing a job. But it's not just that. God is working on you. Right? You know, God wants your, you, you the soil. You, you know, you are made of uh, soil as well, right? In that sense, right? Adam was made from the ground. You are being worked on. So please allow God to do that. You know, allow yourself to be worked on. Don't always just say, you know, it's, you know, because sometimes what we do is uh, when there's a problem, it's that person's problem, that, you know, is that issue. But actually, we need to learn something. In every situation, in every challenge that you go through, think like, what can I learn from this? Yeah. Amen. All right. Now, next thing. Okay, I just want to say also, you know, uh, I'm aware, you know, some of us here may, may have gone through some very painful separation. Maybe, you know, a breakup or something. Break up with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Painful, right? Uh, maybe some is like husband and wife. Maybe some is like, uh, it's, it could have been uh, abusive maybe. Separation out of those things that are painful and you don't even want to remember it. But I want to tell you also, even, even that separation, uh, God can do something and God wants to do something. Amen? So there's always a, a good in that situation uh, even if it was painful. Amen? So uh, I, I, I hope, you know, that um, God's Word ministers to you today even if you have gone through painful, difficult separation in your life. All right? Uh, I pray the Lord, the Holy Spirit minister to you and heal you. Um, now, moving on. Moving on. Is it a Bible verse? Yes. Okay. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 2 again. Uh, now, let's look at this. Verse 19 to 20. Now, out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. <coughs> the man gave names to all livestock, and to the birds uh, of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. Okay, pause here for a while. You know, even as uh, Adam and Eve, sorry, Adam and Eve, and only Adam was around at the time, okay. Eve was not existent yet, okay. It's only Adam, he's one man. But he was naming the animals. And guess what? When he looked at the animals, they were, they were couples. The elephant, male, had a female, right? The ants, <laughs> don't know lah, you cannot see male or female. But birds got different, male, female, and he, and he notices that. He's naming them one by one and goes like, oh, there's, there's mom and dad. There's female, you know, and male. And he looked at himself and like, I'm just one guy. Where's mine? Where's mine? <laughs> right? Those of you, you're thinking, where's yours? It's okay, Adam went through the same thing. <laughs> it's okay, right? <laughs> All right, but um, so he's thinking, right? And you know what God is? Again, God knows. It's like God purposely <laughs> didn't give him Eve straight away. Right? Like, I want you to think about that, man. Do you need someone? <laughs> right? But anyway, 
Right. You see now, this is quite interesting, right? I go like, oh, God is playing a chess game here. <laughs> right? But he's, he's like, okay, Adam, you're alo- alone here. And he's counting and he's looking. Hey, how come we've got male, female? How about me? Huh? How about I'm all alone here? <laughs> all right? And, and then God, I guess when he realized it, God did something. Right? Which is in the next uh, verse. Is it the next verse? Yeah. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Let's look at this for a moment. Let's, 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 let's try and just co- uh, focus on these words here. It's very interesting again. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. You know, this sounds like, anyone here, I don't know whether anyone here, you've gone for like those major surgeries where they have to put you to sleep. Yeah, so this is surgery. God is doing surgery. (laughs) Yes, okay. Yeah, first ever surgery. This is God's first surgery. He's a surgeon. Now we can actually say that. He really is. We're not just saying it. You're like, he's a surgeon. Look at Genesis chapter 2, 21. He did surgery. He, what do you call that thing? Put asleep. Is it anesthesia? Anesthesia. Yeah. Right. Right. He was knocked out because it's deep sleep. Right. And he, he didn't feel it, the, the, the surgery happening. Okay? So while he slept, God did the surgery, cut something out of him, and of all places, uh, took one of his ribs. It says ribs here. But uh, I guess in the Hebrew, it's not exactly ribs, you know, because you count your ribs, still the same number. <laughs> right? It's not really ribs, it's just some part uh, that is near the ribs. But whatever it is, what's accurate is it's near the heart. So God took out something near his heart. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, this speaks of how God can, re- uh, you know, how we need sometimes God to, re- to remove something that's close to our heart. You have a challenge. This guy doesn't have a helper fit for him. What, what challenge do you have? All right? Will you allow God to do a surgery in you to remove something that is close to your heart? What's close to your heart? Sometimes maybe it's money. I don't know what you desire so much. All right? Uh, uh, And, uh, you know, what you desire so much that God has to remove surgically from you in His surgery room that he does, you know, and of course I'm talking about spiritual, uh, spiritual surgery, all right? And sometimes I guess God has to do some things physically as well. But he removes something from that's close to his heart and look at this, uh, and what does he do? He closed up its place with flesh. You know, God doesn't uh, leave your wound open. He does a surgery, he doesn't say, ah. <laughs> he doesn't say, now go with an open wound, bleeding and ready for infection. No, God closes up the wound and he, he, makes, he heals it first. So when He removes something close to your heart, yes, it's, it might be painful, it might hurt you, right? Because you go, oh, this is close to my heart. I love this thing. I love this whatever, right? But God wants, God, if you allow God to take it away and then He closes it and He heals you, He doesn't leave you hurt, right? And then when He wakes up, 
He almost doesn't feel it at all. But something, is, something has been taken. But what he does, he takes this piece or whatever he took from Adam that is close to his heart and, you know, he, he made it into a woman. Do you know a woman is better than a piece of rib? <laughs> Don't, so, women are not, piece, not pieces of flesh, okay? Don't ever refer to them as that. Right, so, uh, he, God took that and formed into a beautiful, uh, you know, uh, creation. A woman. And it's not just any woman. It is a woman who is a helper fit for Adam. The best. So, first thing here, the point here, right, uh, is uh, would you allow God to separate whatever it is that's close to your heart in His surgery room? Alright, would you enter His presence and say, God, I want to be willing, I want to allow you to remove whatever that is unpleasant, whatever that, it, it could be close to my heart, I like this so much, Sometimes, you know, temptation, desires, uh, and say, God, I want to allow you to take this from me because I have a challenge. I have a challenge and even as he removes this from me, he's going to take this that he has removed and he's going to do something even better. You know, because he's going to give the best solution. Sometimes we think, ah, oh, we want to have our own solution, but we can't. We can't. Adam couldn't have made Eve even if he wanted to, right? But, uh, but God does it for him and takes his part of this, you know, wherever, near his heart and forms it into a woman, which is the solution to the challenge that he had. Because he's counting and go like, where's mine? <laughs> right? And now God brings, and he says here, uh, can you go back to the verse? And, you know, and he says here, uh, and the man, he made it to a woman and brought her to the man. You know, God didn't do hide and seek for, for Adam. He said, now go and look for that, that thing I made. <laughs> go in the jungle somewhere. All right. No. God brings her to him. A solution. God brings the solution to us. Amen. So the, the points here, again, uh, what's the point again? Uh, more. All right. Let God separate whatever that needs to be separated in our lives in his surgery room. And then the next one, next point, God separates to bring a solution. You need a, a solution, you have a problem, whatever you're going through, right? Step into God's presence, let him do a surgery in your heart. And then when, when, uh, when he has done that, you have allowed him to, he will bring you the solution. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, the next one, we're going to read some more Bible uh, from the verse here. We go on down, okay? Uh, so, verse 24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So this I find also uh, quite interesting. You know why? Let me ask you, at that time, Adam and Eve, was there a father and mother? Adam wasn't even a father yet. But suddenly they're talking about father and mother. So what is this? God is giving His word. And uh, He gives His word even way before that thing existed, right? So 
now God is giving a, a, an instruction about marriage. He's talking about marriage, right? For a marriage to work, for a marriage to work, this has to happen. Okay, and of course, you know, uh, parents uh, don't really like to hear this because they say, huh, leave us. Uh. Abandon us, you mean? Right? Don't care about us. No, I don't think that that's what it means. All right, because the, the word of God is always about love, right? Care, honor your parents. That's, that's definitely in the word of God, right? Honor your parents, but it doesn't mean you have to keep clinging on to them for everything. Because you're adulting, isn't it? Right? How come, you know, parents are, how come we're okay when, when the, parent, the kids have to go to university and leave you? <laughs> but now have to marry, cannot. Right? No. So, yeah, let's go with the word of God. Are you willing to listen to the word of God? That's the thing. We are okay to listen to universities. But then when it comes to word of God, sensitive. Oh, what well, God tell people to abandon her. Uh. <laughs> but then we have to remember, God allowed, God said, honor your parents. Correct. Ah, so we, we're with him on this, uh, right? Yeah, yeah can, okay, okay. You can uh, leave us, but you please honor us. Send the money. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> true, right? True in that way, yeah. Uh, yeah, but please don't, don't, don't abandon your parents, all right? I don't think that's what it means. It just means you cannot keep, you know, you can't keep holding on onto the womb with your baby. Like, I don't want to get out. So same thing here. If you want the marriage to happen because it's a, it's a new thing, it's a birth of a new family, right? You got to do this. You got to say, I'm no longer a child, all right? Having to depend on my parents for everything. I've got to now set up my family. I've got to decide what I want to do with my family. And maybe there are some cultures that my parents used to do that I don't agree with. I will not do it. I will do what the Word of God tells me. Right? And so, leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one. This one is a whole long message altogether if you're talking about marriage, you know, about like how, you know, some, you know, when you do marriage counselling, uh, we will tell people, some people, they love to drink their mom's soup, you know. So every night, need to go back and drink the soup. The wife's soup don't want to drink. Why? Because the mom, 50 years of experience, you know, cooking soup, the wife just started learning, see. <laughs> so it tastes different, lah. <laughs> so we'll say, don't go back to your mom's house to drink soup. <laughs> drink your wife's soup. <laughs> Instead, let her practice, you know. And that better. Okay, once in a while can, okay, together with agreement with your wife can agree. Can we go together? Okay, then go, right. Uh, once in a while, still okay. All right. All right, so do you understand this? So anyway, what is this saying here? There is a kind of a separation that's needed for uh, something new to happen. For something new to happen. I'm not just talking about marriage. And it says here, that they shall become one flesh. One flesh talks of unity. And when you say one flesh, it's not just, not just the married kind of one flesh, you know. <laughs> not, just, not just sexual. Although that's, uh, that's symbolic of it. But it also means they have agreement in the way they live. Husband and wife, if you don't have agreement with the way you think, then there's, there's a division, right? In the way you want to raise your kids, in the way you want to set up your, your family, your house, you want to do things together, Right, where you want to go for holidays, <laughs> you know, uh, what's your vision in life? Every time we talk about uh, about uh, people who want to get together, you know, I like this girl or I like this boy, then we will, we will encourage things like let's talk about 
what is their vision in life? What do they want to end up doing, you know, in the future? And then when you talk about those things, you realize, okay, maybe I may not want to end up with you because <laughs> you plan to do this thing that's way different from what I imagine life to be unless you're willing to submit to that, you know? And, and go like, okay, I, I'm okay to submit with this plan. This is a good plan. <laughs> All right? So don't just go with, you know, good looks, you know, uh, whatever, lah, you know, uh, and, and talent and skill. But go with, what's this person actually uh, wanting to do in life? All right? And if you don't have it yet, you can start now. It's okay. You can <laughs> start thinking, what should I do in life? All right? and, and, uh, and perhaps you will meet the person that's right for you. All right? Because you, you're going to go along that way. Amen? So, uh, no, I'm, I'm not just talking about relationship, but, I'm, uh, uh, you know, in, in that sense, romantic. But I'm talking about also, uh, uh, you know, God. Are you willing to go with what God is saying, you know, and separate from the things that the world tells you? And then you can, and then go with God and agree with God and be one with God. Are we willing to do that? And that's the, the next point. Separate to agree with God's word. What do you need to separate from to, uh, to, uh, in order to be able to uh, agree with God's word? Are we, you know, again, I bring us back to what I started with. You know, when I went back to my hometown in Kuantan, I did ref a reflection and go like, wow, how's my life now? You know, uh, I realized, oh, I, I, I don't raise my voice at my mom anymore and I love it, you know, I, and I, I praise God. I say, you know, thank God you have, you have done something. You've worked the soil in my heart, in my life. And uh, I think there's many, a lot of things more to work on, you know. Um, uh, but I say, thank God. And I want you, Lord, to do, continue to do that. And uh, same thing here. You should go back to God's house. You know, like, you know, try and balik kampung to God's house. And when you come home to God's house, He's your Father, you reflect and go like, how, how am I now? From the last five years, from the last 10 years, you know, how have I been uh, uh, living my life? And now, how am I with God? Am I more one with God? Am I more agree, uh, uh, do I agree more with God's word than I did two years ago than I did a few months back, all right? Uh, when I hear the word of God, do I go like, ah, so hard to, to follow. I, I, you know, maybe I'm not ready for this. I don't want. It's okay if you're there at that place, but uh, don't stay there. Don't stay there, all right? Few months down the road, few weeks down the road, few years down the road, come back to it and go like, I used to don't fully agree with what, the Word of God says here, or rather, I did agree in my mind, but in my body, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I acted it differently. In my mind, I go like, yes, Lord, I believe in this. But then somehow, when the time comes, when the challenge, you know, we fail like Adam. And we fall. We take the, the bite. All right? And then, uh, 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 you know, that, that's fine. It, it, it happened. The Lord's grace and mercy be upon us. But then, down the road again, you come back and go like, how have I progress from there. Let's reflect in God's house again. We hope you've been blessed by this message. 
For more information on our church, please visit xchurch.org. We are also active on Facebook and Instagram. We're believing that this week is going to be a good week ahead for you. God bless.